Good morning, welcome back. Nice to have you company. It's midweek already. Gee, the weeks are flying by. They absolutely are. It feels like I just saw this uh, this wonderful woman across uh, from my studio to me, uh, what, just a few days ago. Helen Dalton, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, busy, busy, busy down on Macquarie Street the last sort of few weeks of sitting for this year anyway before uh, Christmas time. Mm. Did you know today, the new consent laws come into effect in New South Wales. It means effectively that both parties must signal that they are keen and if a person says nothing, that does not mean they consent. In other words, if they freeze due to fear. Look, I don't know. It's it's going to be very, very awkward, I think. Maybe we should have a policeman in the bedroom, work it all out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, on a serious note, if it we know it's a it's an issue and mm. uh, we're not trying to make light of it by any way, shape or form, but, you know, if it does stop wa- a, an unwanted sexual assault, then I guess it's good. But, you know, I worry about this. I just think it's an overstretch. I know Mark Latham has fought against it. But anyway, these new consent laws come into place today. You are joining me. Meanwhile, with uh, Chris Minns, who'll be on the program soon, and all opposition parties to force the government to stamp out pork barrelling. Secret documents obtained by Labor through an order of parliaments revealed the government has selected their own government MPs to choose where funding goes in non-government seats. So, in other words, in your seat of Murray... Steph Cook, uh, the National Party MP, will make a decision on funding. That's right, and it, it's appalling, really. And we always sort of knew that. But mm-hmm. um, what they do is they get their heads together and um, with the, the National Party and they don't, they don't consult with me where I think the best place would be for the money yeah. and, um, and get their heads together and, and just um, dish out the money to whoever and mm-hmm. then come in and cut the ribbon. Well, that's right, and then obviously take credit for it. Absolutely, and so in my electorate, people are getting a little bit tired of this because if it's not Steph Cook coming in, it's Wes mm. Fang, and and the locals know who who are local and who aren't. Yeah. And when you've got strangers coming in, and that's that's what they are, they're strangers in my area, um, and uh, getting that photo um, shot. Yeah. Um. The you know they're. A, really getting quite upset about it. And I get a lot of emails and telephone yeah. calls from people saying, well, why weren't you involved in the ceremony? Why well, weren't you asked to speak? At a minimum, you, you should have been involved in the ceremony. You're the local MP. That's right. And often we've worked with people to get something up, mm. um, to get it there, and, uh, yeah, they, they completely sideline you. And it's very, very awkward, too. You turn up and you stand over there, and we've invited you, so how lucky are you? Yeah. You stand over there, but we'll take the, you know, we'll take cut the ribbon and um, take the credit. Yeah, look, uh, I know what they'll say. Steph Cook and uh, Wes Fang will say, oh, Helen, sour grapes again, always complaining. But the the point is is well made. If you're the one who has campaigned for and fought hard for this funding in in Griffith or wherever, then you should be a part of uh, the final process, that is, you know, the turning of the sod or the opening of a key. Well... You know, it's about transparency and it's yeah. about, for me, um, making best use of the money. So if we haven't got any, like I'm talking about in my electorate, visionary planning, yeah. and if we don't have that, then we don't get the best bang for our buck. I know um, there's a little uh, hall near where I live. Yep. It's in Steph Cook's electorate, mm-hmm. not in mine. But I know that that hall, wanted, uh, they applied for a couple of toilets to be put in and that she issued money to the tune of 350, so I think it was 
$1,000. Yep. Which was just obscene. And even the locals, um, they told me about it. They said, don't say anything because we want, you know, we, we don't want to be cut off yep. from funding because mm. this hall is important to us. And yet that money... Yes, a hundred grand would have gone a long way to getting those toilets. Not they'll be gold-plated taps. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm. I understand what you're saying, um, and you are placed in a, uh, a hard spot there. You don't want to uh, jump up and down too much about it, lest they pull the entire funding. That's right, yeah, and that's okay. the sort of thing they do. They, you don't play the game with us. And we won't play with you. You'll be mm. cut out and left right. out in the cold. So Dominic Perrottet, I mean, he says he wants to end pork barrelling. And you say the first thing that he could do is to stop this practice and let the elected representative and community in each seat have a say in where taxpayer funds go rather than government MPs. For sure. And, uh, you, you know, that's what um, my community expects. All right. Uh, budget estimates hearings reveal uh, there is no scrutiny on foreign governments buying water in New South Wales. I don't know how on earth we allow this to happen. It's the same with foreign investment in mm. our property market. No wonder things are so bloody expensive because mm. every second or third um, wealthy uh, Chinese or Asian person, no disrespect, no racism inferred, but that's the reason why. People often ask me, Marcus, why are the property prices in Sydney so damn expensive? Mm. Well, because we allow foreign ownership. That's right. Where's the closest, uh, you know, well-off nation to Australia where people can come in and buy up these properties? It's China. They ha it happens all the time. But I had a story yesterday, Helen, where uh, there was a Chinese businessman who paid $700,000 over what the reserve was mm. for an apartment in Sydney. Now, how on earth are local people, um, you know, struggling first-home buyers, or even second-home buyers for that matter in some instances, how are they expected uh, to, to join the prop property market when they're faced to get with these challenges. So, I guess water is the same sort of thing. It is. And it's How pricing. can farmers deal with it? They can't. And it's pricing. And water's been priced out of, um, uh, you know, young people, the young yeah. farmers that want mm -hmm. to buy land and water. It's been priced out of uh, from them because um, uh, foreign, we know that at least 11% of the water is um, owned by foreigners. Yeah. And that yeah. includes the Chinese... Um, Corporate, you know, government. Now, too. the federal government. What what is their foreign investment review board doing about this? Am I right in in suggesting that they don't even screen these water purchases? No, they don't. They don't. Well, and how do we know who's buying up our water? Well, there is some um, organisations have a little bit of a, a, a register. Yeah. But it's not a it's not a um, public register. Mm. The public needs to understand what's what's um, going on. And when the public does understand that, yeah. they will go to their local member and say, this is not right. We want you to change this. That's where I'm, I'm coming in and saying, please, you know, um, if everyone's aware, yeah. then they could get onto their local member and say, this is not good enough. We are Australians. We should be we should be really helping our Australian young people mm. get into farming. No, absolutely. I mean, foreign governments can buy as much of our water as they want. There are no checks or scrutiny, and it's got to stop. Australian farmers are losing out, as you rightly say, Helen. They need to be put first. And not only that, is that the government is rolling out the red carpet for these um, multinationals too, in that if you do own water... Um, and you're a foreigner, uh, and you want yeah. to sell that water, you do not pay capital gains tax. So not only that, they're getting a hand up, and that's just really uh, disadvantaging us. Yeah. Well, 
What about the level playing field, please? Mm. All right, Helen Dalton, member for Murray, thank you for dropping by as always. Thank you, and um, I guess I'll see you uh, next year. I won't be back in Sydney. Is so, that it? Yeah, so Christmas is just around the corner. So is this the last week? It is the last, and yeah, this course. is a reserve week, so normally mm. I don't, no other MP can ever remember when the reserve week was used. <laughs> yes. And... Um, and they're, um, it's chock-a-block full of stuff to get through yeah, this week. Yeah. All right. So um, we will look forward to uh, further chats. Now, we'll, we'll still talk. Yeah, It'll yeah, just, for sure. But be, uh, uh, I just Sydney. won't be in the, in the studio. I'll, I'll be on, hopefully, on air uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Well, of course you will be. Yeah, yeah. Call me from the farm. <laughs> yeah. Hey? If I, I'll get on top of the uh, the car and try and get reception. And Sounds when good. I'm out in the... Out, out in the paddock. Out in the paddock, yes. I'd love to talk to you while you're milking a cow or something. That'd be fun. <laughs> Collecting the eggs. What's the name? <laughs> Look, you showed me pictures when I saw you in Parliament last week. Uh, remind my listeners of your beautiful, uh, are they border collies? Yes. Oh, no, no, kelpies. Kelpies. Fish and chips, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know... For a few Facebook po- uh, likes, uh, fish and chips should make an appearance on your social media. Yeah, they're no, beautiful. they're beautiful. Did they are, and all they think about are, are sheep, rounding up the sheep. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> all right, Helen, thank you. All right, thank you. Member for Murray, Helen Dalton, on the program.